just sent 33 billion in militarized aid to Ukraine. Some central banks are reporting losses. We are now seeing flash crashes. Let's get into our crypto news because it is good. Pelosi can go into a war zone to check on Ukraine, but hasn't been able to take a plane ride down to our southern border all year long. Rosie Rios had issued more currency than anyone in history. Pretty sure that's why she sits on Ripple's board too. If you're a snowflake that gets offended, then you've probably already left anyway. So good luck. God bless. All right, YouTube, thank you for joining me. It's June 16th, 2022. I got a rather quick update for you guys. We're going to go rapid fire with it. Before we get started, let's take a look at the price. We're back down below 21K for your Bitcoin. Uh, I don't have the other ones pulled up, but I did put out the note yesterday on Twitter. I said this is a Fed-induced bull trap rally, okay? And as uh, expected, we are back down, okay? We pumped back up to like 22 last night got a little bit of excitement in the space again have we bottomed out absolutely not absolutely have not bottomed out not financial advice i don't do the ta but it doesn't take uh, a ta expert to realize that we have a long ways to go in this story before this thing completely unwinds unravels and i want you guys to be prepared for that moment so uh, let's get into the news here it was a fed induced bull rally the markets are back down today by an opportunity for those of us that understand the new financial system let's get into the news so first off we're gonna go this is not political this is just a little news alert for everyone to be aware that there will be a shift this november you can expect a shift this november prepare yourself accordingly it's not a political statement this is just the story i'm here to present the news don't get offended snowflakes good luck god bless in her victory tonight, Republican Mayra Flores, 2022, flipped 85% Hispanic Cameron County in Texas. Hillary Clinton won Cameron by 33 points in 2016, and Biden won it by 13. The Hispanic shift to the GOP is the most important story in American politics today. Remember, I don't care to get political. My point here, sharing this is to showcase that people have had enough and the old saying in politics it's the economy stupid that's what this is all about this isn't left right but this is about a new power shift that is about to take place this november in my opinion because this economy is unraveling federal reserve jerome powell yesterday uh gave us the heads up here that he's not trying to take us into a recession but they are raising interest rates the highest level that they have in about, uh, what, 20, 30 years. You guys have already heard that news. But uh, the fact remains is that when people's wallets get affected, when people can't afford to feed their families, they are going to vote. And uh, right here we see a shift, 85% Hispanic county shifting over to the Republican Party. And I think that this is a sign of things to come. So let's see how that plays out. Peter Schiff says weekly jobless claims again exceeded expectations and will soon soar as consumers cut back on spending and businesses cut back on workers. June Philly Fed manufacturing fell to negative 3.3% and May housing starts and building permits collapsed. The home building industry is entering a depression. So with the interest rates hiking, remember the interest rate hike yesterday, okay, it was priced into the markets. Okay, that's why the markets, you know, pumped yesterday. They thought, oh, okay, the Fed's getting serious about inflation. Market pumps, doofus morons think that, you know, the bottom is in. Absolutely not the case. Okay, weekly jobless claims and uh, the recession numbers, sorry, the 
the jobless claims, the unemployment numbers, and now the housing starts and the housing numbers are all going to be lagging. So we get another interest rate hike yesterday. That's going to be happening and affecting us over the next couple months, right? So it's not instantly. The stocks move, crypto moves instantly based off of the Fed. Oh, it's priced in, so we pump back up. Okay, great. Only to get pulled back down today, okay? So we still have a ways to go. The Fed, right here, this tweet from the Butcher of Wall Street, Fed claims to tighten, but is increasing the overnight bailout reverse re repurchase program to 1.55% effective June 15th, 2022. This helps short hedge funds, over leveraged banks, and counterparties prevent margin calls. We demand bailouts stop immediately. Let me explain this in simple terms for everyone. The Fed is injecting, uh, looks like $160 billion per day, every night. The overnight Fed reverse repurchase program. What they're doing is they're injecting money so that all of the banks, these hedge funds, all of these counterparties can prevent margin calls and liquidations. Essentially, they can't pay each other off. So the Fed has to step in and cover their ass on a daily, every night basis. Okay? So while the Fed is saying that they're tightening, right? They're getting serious about inflation. They continue to inject uh, the counterparty limit is $160 billion. Short-term loans at 1.55%, okay? Now, the feds are eyeing to get the overall interest rate to 3.4% by the end of the year, but you still think that crypto is going to have some major bounce or melt-up. Please explain that to me. Kind of what I've been alluding to, the Fed is saying that at the next few interest uh, meetings, they're going to be raising interest rates by half a percent at least. Remember, they came out, uh, they were saying they were going to do half a percent yesterday. They did three quarters of a percent. Okay, they're getting tough. Let's see if they follow through. Okay, the, the Fed wants to save their reputation. Let's see if they follow through. They're going to get that Fed funds rate to 3.4%. Now, the mortgage rates just hit about 6%, where they were at about 3%, you know, just six months to a year ago. Now they're up to uh, 6%, okay? And remember, those mortgage rates that you're seeing today are not pricing in that mortgage rate, the interest rate hike that we had yesterday. So the mortgage rates are going to go up even higher. Uh, that is death for the real estate market, okay? Now, I wanted to cover this tweet from Wall Street Silver, the most popular website since 1993. This little infographic here, it shows you the most popular websites in 1993 during the dot-com bubble. Now, the key thing that I noticed, Yahoo here. First off, AOL was leading the way, right? They were the incumbent, kind of like Bitcoin. Everyone wants to compare the dot-com bubble to cryptocurrency today. Well, AOL was leading the way, right? Then you can see on this chart here, MSN started to lead, and then Yahoo eventually ended up taking that first place and absolutely dominating. The key point that I wanted to make here is that Brad Garlinghouse, the CEO of Ripple, was at Yahoo. Now, I forget what his position. He was in the executive uh, in an executive role. But Brad Garlinghouse literally comes from one of the, the most popular websites from the dot-com bubble, one of the most successful companies that's still around today. Now he's heading up Ripple. Now, Yahoo did get passed up by Google, obviously. That was in 2006 here, as you can see. But I think it's important to note, you know, a lot of the people that you're seeing in this space, a lot of the companies that you're seeing are not going to be here. They're not going to make it through this bear market. And, um, you know, I believe that we've invested in the Amazon of cryptocurrency by investing in Ripple and XRP. 
Uh, we'll see, time will tell. But we have a CEO who used to be at Yahoo, one of the leaders and actually winners of the dot-com era that is still around today, that didn't get wiped out, is now leading Ripple. So I, I do sleep peacefully at night knowing that. Now let's continue on. Housing bubble disrespecter has this tweet for us. Imagine trying to sell your home right now. You've already made a price cut. The home has been sitting for four weeks with no interest. Then here comes the chair of the Federal Reserve telling buyers to wait it out after raising interest rates 75 basis points. Yeah, and uh, I titled this video, Wait for a Reset, because that is literally what he said, uh, I think verbatim, uh, Jerome Powell yesterday. He said, in regards to real estate for first time home buyers, he said, I would wait for a reset in housing, is essentially what he said. He used that word reset once again, okay? So Jerome is telling us to uh, sit it out for a little bit, okay? This tweet here from Thomas Massey, you can't make this up. The Lower Food and Fuel Cost Act that we're voting on tomorrow encourages people to burn ethanol in their vehicles. Burning corn in cars is not going to lower food prices. And using that fuel that provides less miles per gallon is not going to lower overall fuel costs. So this is the Lower Food and Fuel Cost Act that they're voting on today, right? Um, and remember, it's, we got to think mirror with these people. It's always the exact opposite of what they're saying. Whatever the act is, child safety and protection, it's the complete opposite, right, with these people. So uh, they're going to be voting on that today. And then we have Justin from Disclosed TV. 239,000 migrants crossed the southwest border into the, US, into the U.S. in May. The highest monthly number ever recorded. So all-time high migration taking place at that southwest land border. Okay? We'll see how that works out. Bitcoin magazine, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in Fed Chair Jerome Powell, we're not trying to induce a recession. Remember, think mirror. We're not trying to induce a recession. Well, you're not trying to, but you can't stop it. You'll be lucky if you can stop an inflationary depression. I don't think that you will be able to. The only way that you can do it is by kicking the can down the road further, right? So yeah, you're not trying to induce a recession. You've already created one. Right, so so it's already done. It's already set in stone. Uh, we're going to finish off this month, and then we'll get Q2 GDP. We'll see if we're in a, an, an official recession. Even though I just challenge you to check your bank account, check your financial statement. Um, you know, ask the average American how they're feeling about whether or not we're in a recession. That's the real tell. Okay. Now this is important right here. We got to cover this. These trucks are, are, are stranded because of a death shortage. That's a diesel exhaust fluid shortage. Now, I run a new uh, 2018 F250 6.7 Power Stroke. Love it. Love it. Because I'm about utility, right? So I can use that thing. I can haul whatever I want. Beautiful engine in there. But there's problems with these new engines. They require diesel exhaust fluid. It's supposed to make them you know, run cleaner, reduce emissions. And we now have, are experiencing shortages of diesel, of diesel exhaust fluid. We've also seen shortages in truckers. This thing is not getting fixed anytime soon. I don't know how much worse it's going to get, but you know, we uh, are just lining it up. All of these issues in regards to the food crisis, water crisis, 
This is why right here behind me, I did my recession to-do list and I'm gonna be dropping this to YouTube after I get off this live stream on the whiteboard there behind me. I got a little short video I'm gonna be putting out, which is recession to-do list. The first thing I talk about is income. The second thing I talk about is prepping in regards to food, essentials, cash on hand, and your precious metals. And this is the exact reason why I put it up so high. First off, it's about cash flow. It's about income. How much money are you bringing in? Because that's the main resource tool that you're going to use to take advantage of your prepping, to do your investments, to build wealth. So you got income is number one for sure. Next off though is prepping. Before I get into investments, before I'm looking at crypto stocks, real estate business, it's about prepping. And it's because whether or not this is the end of the world and we're gonna experience shortages on the shelves, that uh, there's nothing there for you, whether or not we experience that crisis that bad, or the inflation just continues to get worse and you've stocked up on your essentials, you're gonna hedge your bet, you're gonna save yourself 20 to 50% or more on your food essentials and then on, on, on your other you know, essentials and supplies that you're gonna need, whether that's baby diapers, baby wipes, you know, you gotta, you gotta be prepared to ride out the storm and it's a hedge against inflation. So there's a two part reason why we hold these, uh, the, the prepping strategies so high on the to-do list. And then we have cash on hand, we have cash in our bank account so that we can buy the dip, but we also keep cash on hand. And then we have our precious metals as well. For the lights go out, we can still trade, we can still barter, we can still give someone our silver for you know some food or whatever we need to do. Now, this right here, the author of the Loomis Gillibrand crypto bill believes that it is clear that the SEC is giving up on calling XRP a security. We are close. Now, I'm absolutely sure that Laura Shin was you know, offended by this guy saying that XRP is not a security. This is from Lewis Cohen, who is the co-founder and attorney at DLX Law. So apparently, um, you know, Senator Loomis and, and Gillibrand must have seeked his advice for drafting this bill, this crypto bill. But it looks like he says that uh, it is clear that the SEC has given up on calling XRP a security. And Laura Shin, she's a big Ethereum, Bitcoin uh, maxi proof of work maxi so I'm sure that she was offended by this but it is the case uh, that this you know SEC ripple lawsuit definitely winding down um, I don't really cover it much anymore you know we don't really need to do the daily updates we just need to worry about how much are our bags packed before this settlement gets announced before this case wraps up now Evergrande is being delisted from the stock exchange in a few hours. They own 90% of China's housing market. Here comes the pain. Watch out below, folks. Um, I'm getting multiple reports from this. It's really hard to find good information coming out of China, um, but it does appear in regards to other stock exchanges. They are delisting Evergrande. The notices of bankruptcy have been sent out to holders of the Evergrande bondholders. So this is the corporate bond crisis. You have a sovereign debt crisis and then you have a corporate debt crisis. So you have the biggest countries in the world are bust and then you have companies, corporations like Evergrande that are going bust as well. The perfect storm is here. And meanwhile, China continues to dump US treasuries. Their holdings just reached new decade lows. I think it's been about 12 years since they've been this low, okay? and. We're seeing this in Japan. We're seeing this in every other country that holds our treasuries. They are dumping them. 
at the same time, the Federal Reserve, which holds trillions of U.S. Treasuries mortgage-backed securities, they're now saying that they're going to be offloading their balance sheet as well. So who's going to be the buyer? That's what I've been saying this whole time. And once they said that they were going to start offloading their balance sheet of treasuries, um, mortgage-backed securities, and then I think that they actually started to hold corporate bonds as well. Now, who's going to be the buyer? China's dumping. Japan's dumping. Japan's the biggest holder, right? China used to be a big holder. Everyone's dumping, right? Russia no longer holds any, right? So who's going to be the buyer of these mortgage-backed securities of the treasury? Especially who's going to buy the mortgage-backed securities when the new mortgage rates are going to be much higher? I'd mu you'd much rather invest in those mortgages at a much higher rate versus these lower ones, right? So, um, yeah, we're, we're in for a ride, guys. Okay, Tether burns another $800 million of USDT last night to fall below $70 billion market cap, lowest since October 2021, down $13 billion over six weeks' time, and still no $1 peg achieved. Okay, so Tether is trying to save themselves. They cannot achieve another one-to-one -one peg with the US dollar. And uh, yeah. This is why I say that we have much further to go is because Tether has not imploded yet. We still have a lot of things to unravel. Okay, we have three, four more interest rate hikes to go through. We still have a ways to go, okay? Crypto Whale, Justin, BitMEX co-founder will spend 30 months probation after plea deal for violating US Bank Secrecy Act. So uh, we're starting to see prosecution against some of these people that uh, have been running these exchanges, have been doing these DeFi things. This is just the beginning. We covered yesterday, BitBoy Crypto is going to file a class action lawsuit against Celsius. So it's like influencers are, are, are suing the companies that they were shilling, the exchanges that they were shilling for months on end. <laughs> Funny how that works. I'm just so glad that we just didn't, we never played along with any of that. Yeah, I'm just so glad. Now that this whole thing's unraveling, um, yeah, I'm just so glad that we sat that one out and didn't take money from any of these projects or exchanges. China says it may have detected signals from alien civilizations. Okay, that's a little random factoid for you guys. Um, you know, we are expecting to see kind of a, uh, what do we call it? Um, just some fake alien action eventually is going to play out. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. The Eurozone's trade deficit almost doubled in April. The ECB is talking about backstopping the market as things begin to break down. Gold is trading near all-time highs against the Euro for a reason. Now, gold against the dollar is about break-even, right? People are reporting there's a slight gain. It's like 1%. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, it might be a little bit better than that. But nonetheless, basically gold is break even against the dollar. But against these other currencies that are getting devalued faster, gold is doing much better. So against the euro, against the yen, these other currencies, gold's actually doing really well. And that's because all of these other uh, countries are devaluing their dollar faster than we are. And the dollar is viewed, viewed as a safe haven during these times. Now, this one from XRP Darren, yellow line is the Fed balance sheet. Now, this is the Bitcoin chart over time since its inception. Now, as that Fed balance sheet rose up and up and up, so did the Bitcoin price. So did the overall market cap of cryptocurrency, right? The Fed induced malinvestment. It induced 
companies buying back their own stocks. It induced gambling. It induced this whole thing. Cheap, free money induced this whole thing, right? And uh, Bitcoin just happens to be following along very closely with this Fed balance sheet. Now, now the Fed's telling us that they're going to unwind that balance sheet. So where does Bitcoin go next? I think a little bit lower, a little bit lower. Now, I wanted to cover this. CZ Binance says it was not easy saying no to Super Bowl ads, stadium naming rights, larger sponsor deals a few months ago, but we did. Today, we are hiring 2,000 open positions for Binance. I don't know if this is just, you know, virtue signaling, if this is legit. It is like that's that sounds really good. Okay, you didn't invest in the Super Bowl ads. You didn't buy stadiums like Crypto.com and, and do all that. You prepared for this moment, kind of like Ripple, and now you're hiring for 2,000 positions. I don't know if that's true, though. These exchanges claim a lot of stuff. CZ, he tries to be very transparent, but we know about the games that Binance plays. So while CZ, he's got this picture here of his hand out ready to, you know, hire 2,000 people, we know the games that Binance plays, how they uh, help manipulate this market. So I take that with a grain of salt, but nonetheless, what this is doing is we're seeing which crypto projects, which exchanges, which crypto companies are going to make it through this time. And it's actually pretty refreshing to see this cleanse of the cryptocurrency space. Okay, the World Bank is warning that as many as a dozen developing economies could prove unable to pay back their debt over the next 12 months. Cracks are already starting to appear. Gold will survive. So this is exactly what I was talking about. Sovereign debt crisis. So the, the sovereign countries, these individual countries, are not going to be able to pay back their debt, okay? And that's as many as a dozen developing countries, okay? The party is just getting started. Um, okay, U.S. officials say Biden administration to announce another $1 billion in new military aid to Ukraine. Of course, yep, let's send more money over there uh, to that criminal mafia-ran country, that uh, cabal-ran country. Russia passes a bill to ban Bitcoin and crypto as a payment in first reading. Okay, we'll follow up on that. Russia bans it. They bring it back. They, you know, give clarity, ban it. They, they just go back and forth, kind of like China. We'll see how that plays out. This is important right here. Craig DeWitt, Web 2.0. If the product is free, you're the product. Crypto, if the yield is too good to be true, you're the yield. This is exactly what I was referring to yesterday in the last couple live streams. You were giving up your crypto in all these DeFi programs. And you're wondering now if the yield, how, how are they giving me these returns? It's because you're the yield. You're the gambling money that they're taking and that they're using to go farm yield. Yeah, man, have you gotten into yield farming yet? <laughs> I, I, I laugh, but, you know, people were making good money doing it. It was a good hustle. You know, you're yield farming in 20 different places and you're making good money. I said, take your money and run. I knew the programs wouldn't last. And well, here we are. Yeah. So Justin, Russia's Gazprom suspends a second compressor of the Nord Stream pipeline, reducing natural gas flows to Germany by 60%. That is not good. Uh, Steve Soretsky up there in Canada. National home sales fell 21% year over year in May. Prices dipped for second straight month. Canadian real estate's getting wrecked. Uh, American real estate's following closely behind. Our party's about to get started. Okay, this is an important one, and I may, I'm running out of time, but I may make a whole nother video on this one. Breaking, a digital euro, if issued, would be capped at 1.5 trillion euros. Meanwhile, the euro will be printed into oblivion. So I don't know where this came from. 
I'll have to follow up with you guys. I'm going to have to wrap this one up here shortly, but this is important. The CBDCs, I think, will get much more adoption, much more acceptance if they are capped at a certain price. Now, um, are they going to have a backdoor in the code where, oh, we need to just you know decide to inflate the currency. We ran out. It's time to inflate it. I don't know. But the idea that they're going to make a CBDC with a limited supply is is better than an unlimited supply, obviously. However, it's still the CBDC B system, full control for full surveillance, shut you off if you say the wrong things on social media. I mean, you guys know where we go with that. But I'm interested to see if other CBDCs are going to adopt similar plans to limit or cap their supplies. Now, this is from Hugo Filion. He is the CEO of Flare. A race to make quick money has been has seen crypto replicate many of the structures it originally sought to replace and enabled the building of cross-chain protocols that sacrifice safety and decentralization. The market is reaping the effects of this nonsense. Hashtag build back better. Hashtag Flare. Flare is set to launch July 4th. God willing, it will. We'll see what happens. I'm really actually very hopeful that... Flare is going to be a very legitimate DeFi, uh, you know, ecosystem builder uh, for the cryptocurrency space. It's going to bring DeFi to all of these other cryptocurrency projects that don't have DeFi smart contracts built into them. And I think that it's going to be great. Uh, really looking forward to it. So uh, lastly, let's cover the crypto layoffs. Crypto.com, 5%. Robinhood, 9%. Bitso, 10%. Gemini, 10%. Coinbase, 18%. BlockFi, 20% and BitMEX 25% layoffs, okay? Uh, it's pretty abysmal. I've now seen multiple tweets from people who got laid off by Coinbase, like, hey, I'm a back-end engineer from Coinbase. I just got laid off. Feel sorry for me and please hire me, which, you know, I, you know, I get it. It's You lose your livelihood. That's pretty rough, but um, that's the world that we're in right now. The recessions are just beginning. Remember, the recessions... Uh, are, are basically here, it's now, but the layoffs, the unemployment numbers should tick up as it gets worse. That's why I'm uh, about to share my recession to-do list with YouTube, I'll post that after I kill this live stream. But behind me here, I put out my recession to-do list yesterday. The first thing is verify income. The second thing is your prepping, and that's food, essentials, cash on hand, and precious metals. The third thing is get out of debt. Understand the difference between good debt and bad debt. Fourth is invest with conviction. For me, I have complete conviction in the few cryptocurrencies I'm investing in, in silver, in what I'm doing in my businesses, in my real estate strategy. I'm investing with conviction during these times when prices are down, when there's blood in the streets. Even though it's my own blood, I will not be sacrificed. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to take advantage. Okay. The last part is build relationships. During these times amidst all of the chaos, you have an opportunity to bring about order into your business partner's life, into your colleague's life, into your company. People want order. They want leaders. They want people that are going to stand up and fight the good fight. We resist evil every single day. We try to push out the truth every single day, and we want you guys to take advantage of the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. I appreciate all of you guys for tapping in. Thank you so much for helping me grow this channel. If you could please hit that like button before we check out. Thank you so much. If you're on the podcast, please leave me a review, maybe a five-star. If you appreciate what we're doing here on this channel, I appreciate all of you guys. I'm sending love, and I hope that you guys have a strategy that's going to help you 
thrive during these times. We're in for a ride. God bless you all. Take care. We'll see you in the next one. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. And all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.